Okay, so I realized the number of entries that I've been doing so far and where I sit as far as those entries are concerned. I'm really getting up there in the numbers and this particular number coming up that I would like to use for after I sit down and watch the season finale of WandaVision, being that that is going to be released today or it is released today, and a lot of people have already seen it. I unfortunately have been working all day, so I haven't been able to see it, and work just finished for me, but I have a wife. I have to wait for her to want to see it too, so I'm probably not going to see it for another couple of hours, and I want to let her be entry um, 24, and I will explain that in the entry I do for her, or for the show, I should say, not for her. Uh, so I'm currently sitting at entry 22, the last entry being for the trailer for the Nobody movie coming out at the end of the month, and there has been something I've been wanting to talk about, and I mentioned it in the last couple entries I did for the Schneider Cut, Justice League, and the Batman teaser that just came out, and I figured I would do some entries about the animated universe that DC has uh, built up over the last couple of years. I know a lot of people might know about it. It does have a huge fan base because, of course, DC has a huge fan base. But I do feel like a lot of people don't give it a chance because they look at it and they go, uh, it's a cartoon. We really would rather have, you know, a live Batman, sort of like what we're going to get with either Ben Affleck or Robert Pattinson. Perfectly understandable. However... If you don't mind the idea of adult cartoons, I know there's a lot of really big anime fans in the world, and probably there's probably a lot of them who are also watching the DC movies. Maybe they've given the animated series a chance. Maybe they haven't. What I want to talk about here is I'm going to just give a broad perspective of the last couple of ones that I've seen, which are a lot of the newer ones, but I will go into all of the world building they've been able to do with those films. Because, like I said in a previous entry... Whatever the studio portion of the studio at Warner Brothers that is in charge of these films, they don't seem to have somebody over their shoulder constantly looking to change things. They're given almost more freedom than anybody else who ever does either a Batman film or a Superman film. Like, they know those characters have so much scrutiny attached to them. Like, the, the internet looks at those characters with fine-tooth combs, and they know that they have to held up, be held up to a certain standard. So apparently they're like, eh, they're cartoons, they don't think anybody's going to care about them, which is why most of them are anywhere from 65 to 90 minutes long. But they're really fucking good. And I feel like unless you've given it a chance, or unless you've been waiting to hear somebody really talk about it, or unless you have never been interested in it whatsoever because you just look at it like, oh, this is going to be like what they had on Fox, you know, back in the 90s. You know, the the Batman animated series was fantastic. The Batman Beyond animated series was fantastic. You know, the X-Men animated series was fantastic. The Spider-Man animated series was really good. It's like, when you give the, the, the freedom to do whatever you want in the cartoon realm, it opens up so many more possibilities because you don't have so so much restrictions as well as you have, like, no no budget restrictions except for, like, your time restraint. Like, you have to get it in under 90 minutes, okay? But you don't have to travel to locations. You're drawing locations. You don't have to pay, you know, big-time actors. You know, most of these voice actors, unless they get... um. 
the original voices from any of the old, the older series, which they have done. They did that with Batman the Killing Joke, which is a graphic novel that they made into an animated movie. And it is, you know, dumbed down a little bit, but it's still pretty much word for word the comic almost. And it's such a crazy story. And that's just one of the many examples they have that isn't necessarily in the canon form of the universe, the DCAU. But it is still one of those films that kind of shows you, you know what, these cartoons are probably better than some of the movies. And they it's like that because they just have so much more openness. They're able to do so much more. There's not so much scrutiny on them. So let me give you the best example. One of the biggest deals in the DCAU is what they've done with Batman. They have, I want to say, at least a dozen Batman-orientated films in the animated universe that they're building. These films, in in just the canon, not even just outside the canon, like I said, they have Killing Joke, Perfect. They even had one before Adam West died. They made a cartoon version uh, with Adam West that was kind of a reimagining of the old 60s version. So if you ever saw the 1966 Batman, it's like that, but animated with Adam West doing the voice. And I think they got the guy who did Robin, too. I'm not 100% certain on that. I haven't actually seen that one uh, because I've, I've mostly been focused on what's canon. And the Batman films that are canon are just so good. And they follow such a... They, they follow such a heavy am- amount of storylines that they haven't been able to do live-action-wise. So, how can I really start this? So, the original ones that came out in, like, the early 90s were, like, uh, the Batman versus Mr. Freeze. That was a big one. I think it was called Sub-Zero. It was uh, Mask of the Phantasm, which was the introduction to, I think, the Batwoman. Uh, they had one with... Um, uh, Batman and Harley Quinn, that was more related to that series as well. But now there's another version that's more canon with what they've been doing now in these films that are strictly meant to be for this th- these movies they've been coming out with. And you talk about how the, the Batman, uh, not the Batman, the Marvel series, it took 22 films to create that universe. That's kind of what they're doing here, except... It's more along the lines of, like, 30 films, and they're all connected. Like, I'm telling you, like, they have at least 30 out of the 45 films that they have in... Or 50 films that they have so far in the canon is all connected. And at least half of them are all Batman-related. So they have... Uh, Son of the Batman, which introduces Damian Wayne. They have Batman Assault uh, on Arkham, which is a Suicide Squad storyline. They have Batman vs. Robin, which is another storyline that involves Damian Wayne, which takes place after Son of Batman. But it incorporates um, uh, the Court of Owls. And that's the first time they've ever been animated for a film, or ever been put into a film. And they're not even getting that big of a storyline in anything else up until this new game that's apparently coming out in the next year, uh, Arkham Knights, which takes place after the events of the Arkham series. So just the fact that this film has the Court of Owls puts it way above anything Batman has been so far. Uh, They have um, Batman Bad Blood, which incorporates two other Bat characters, I believe 
the incorporated one that's kind of looks like Batman Beyond, and it's supposed to be another Robin, but it's a bit like a techie suit kind of Batman. I forget what he's called. I think it's, I think it's like Bat Flash or, or Night Watch or something. I, I can't remember. And of course, they all involve Nightwing. This one also involves uh, Batwoman. Batgirl gets involved a lot. Like it shows the entire Bat family in this universe. And he's also incorporated into their Justice League movies. One of the first ones was the Flashpoint Paradox, which was kind of a a precedent that was set to kickstart everything that they were doing. And the Flashpoint Paradox is one of the biggest, you know, storylines in the DC universe. It's it it's what starts the 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 time traveling esque stuff, like what we saw in. Uh, the Batman vs Superman film, uh, they call they're calling it Future Flash. That's what kind of Flashpoint Paradox is. It shows what happens when Flash, you know, messes with the timeline. And you know, instead of Bruce Wayne, di- instead of um, Bruce Wayne's parents dying, Bruce Wayne dies. His dad becomes Batman, but he's more like the Punisher. And then his mom becomes the Joker. And it's just a crazy story. And that was floating around a long time because in the Batman vs Superman film. And I believe that's still what they are planning to do with the Flash film is they want a live action, the Flashpoint Paradox. And they're supposed to bring back um, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman's father and Lauren Cohen as Batman's mother. And Lauren Cohen's going to be essentially the Flashpoint Joker. Like, these are just great storylines. And the and the animated universe has incorporated them already. Just take this, 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 this is one of my favorite films so far. When The Dark Knight Rises came out and how good the Nolan series was, there was some films that came out right after those. They were an animated two-part film series called The Dark Knight Returns. And what it basically told was the story of Bruce Wayne kind of hanging up being Batman and then like... 20, 30 years later when he's an old man and he's at like the end of his rope and he really wants to like start doing it again and something finally gives him a reason to. He goes back in and he's a lot more brutal. And I believe I mentioned that film in another entry as well. Batman in that film is voiced by the actor who played Robocop. And you can kind of tell as you're listening to him talk. And the first part is fantastic. And the second part is even greater because it actually shows the Batman versus Superman fight that's kind of in the Batman versus Superman film. So this is a continuity connection right there where these aren't just stories that are portrayed in like live action or from the comic to live action, but it's it's legitimate stuff that would make a comic book reader very very happy. And if you are a comic book reader who wants to have like that happiness in these storylines when you watch them unfold on the screen, Watch these films, I'm telling you. Not even just Flashpoint Paradox or Dark Knight Returns. They also have a film called Justice League War, which is kind of how they show the first battle with Darkseid and how the Justice League gets formed. And a lot of those Justice League members, they have their own films too. Wonder Woman has at least two or three films in the animated world that are all connected to the same storyline. And even the Teen Titans film, I think they have two Teen Titans film, two Teen Titans films that are sort of taking place after the original Teen Titans show, not Teen Titans go the original one that everybody wants like to come back. It kind of follows that storyline because Robin's older. He's now Nightwing Starfire's older. They run the Teen Titans center and it's um, Beast Boy Raven, Blue Beetle, and uh, Damian Wayne's Robin. 
and there's storylines involving them, and that's done really well too. There's even um, another suicide. There's a couple of Suicide Squad ones that really tell you the story of everybody in the background. They just recently did. Uh, I want to say two years ago, The Death of Superman and then Reign of the Superman, which was a two-part series that kind of showed that same storyline in the comics, which is kind of what he, no Z- Schneider was trying to do for the most recent Justice League films. It's pretty much that story. And even though you can say you loved or hate Batman vs. Superman, travel over and give the cartoon version a shot, give the animated version a shot, it is so much better. And I'm not even saying that I hated the Batman vs. Superman version. I loved it. But the animated version is just so much better. And they've even done... They've even started to dwell a lot into like things that aren't canon. Like I said, they did the killing joke. Um, what's else, what else did they do that wasn't canon? Uh, oh, Superman Red Sun. They just recently came out with a Superman uh, animated film called Red Sun, which is basically kind of DC's What If Universe... And what that storyline is, is what if Superman didn't land in Kansas and instead landed in Soviet Russia? Like, that's, that's, not only was that a great comic, but to make that into an animated film, like, you're, you're tugging at the heartstrings of all comic book fans because you're able to portray these things, and it looks just like a comic, too, because it's animated. It's all colorized, and it's way better looking, and there's just so much more freedom there's so much more freedom for what they can do with these. Another example, they just recently, because of course, you know, they're going towards the end of a lot of these storylines because they've already done them. So what they've done is another, what they called a kind of wiping the slate clean. They've revamped the entire canon of what they've built so far over the last, you know, five, six, seven years. And they did that with the second part of a series called Justice League Dark. And what Justice League Dark is, it's basically all of the darker characters in the DC Universe create a Justice League, and their sort of leader is Batman. So it's like Batman, and then it's John Constantine, it's uh, Deadman, who you might not know unless you're a big fan or unless you've seen the Justice League Dark films, Um, it's Swamp Thing, and it's just this team up that goes to fight something that isn't like necessarily dark side, but still, you know, dangerous, you know, it's kind of just a team up that's kind of like a Suicide Squad team up, only they're calling it Justice League Dark, and from that first one that they did, they made a Constantine animated film that was so good. It just dove way deeper into the Constantine, Constantine character. And it's so well done. And I gotta say, if you don't want to watch any of the other ones, give the Constantine one a shot. The, the, the animated character is voiced by the actor who actually did the Constantine TV show that they tried to do on, I think, NBC or something. And it only lasted one season, which... I'm actually going to probably do another entry at some point in time because I also just watched the Swamp Thing TV show that they did for the DC Universe um, streaming streaming service. They were doing that on par with the Teen Titans, and the two seasons of Teen Titans they did were fantastic, and I didn't get to Swamp Thing until just the last month or so, and that was fantastic too. So I'll talk about those in another video. I want to keep track on with the animated series that I'm talking about here. So... Being that they did the first Justice League Dark and how successful it was, they did a Constantine film, and that was very successful. And they realized that with that success, this opened up the door for what they could possibly, like, 
do more things with this universe. However, it was now dwindling down to the end of what their canon could possibly do. They've already killed and revived Superman. They've already done two or three Teen Titans films. They've done almost everything they can with Batman. All the major storylines, for the most part, if they're canon or not... What they decided to do was they just did something um, that they called the Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, which was kind of a storyline where Darkseid wins, and then there's only one way to stop him. And the only way to stop him is if to erase everything he did. So this is going to have a little bit of a spoiler in it if you haven't seen Apocalypse War yet, but I do highly suggest watching it if you want to watch it before you listen to the rest of this. Just stop now. Pause, whatever, come back in a day or so, watch Apocalypse War. If you haven't yet, if you haven't watched any of these, just go back and watch them all. I'm telling you, you will not be, you will not regret it. But Apocalypse War essentially reset the timeline because they made Flash do another Flashpoint. They made Flash go back in time to fix what what happened to everybody. A lot of people, a lot of characters died off. A lot of people got pretty much mangled and the world was basically a wreck. But, you know, Darkseid wins, they come back, they defeat Darkseid, but he still left a whole changed world. So they send Flash back to do another paradox. He doesn't really want to, but he has no choice. That's how you save the world. And this reset of the timeline, they've now done only two other films. They release usually about three films a year. I think last year was the first year they were trying to do four. I think this is the year they're trying to do four. Or at least um, maybe one film that's two parts, so it kind of makes four films. So, the first film that they introduced into this new era of a canon that they're trying to build. They're basically starting from scratch. So, anything prior to this isn't going to be canon with anything after Justice League Dark. But the most recent two that came out, one of them was called Superman Man of Tomorrow. Wow, is that a good film, because it does really set a precedent for what they want moving forward, and it's got so many people in it. It's got uh, Lobo, it's got Martian Manhunter, and already we're starting from that. That's the basis we're starting from. Like, they're already saying, here, here's this open universe, and we're ready to build into it. So, it's kind of taking from a very um, beginner's perspective of where Superman started, and like his first adventure in a way. It's a very good storyline, you know, incorporates, you know, of course, Lex Luthor and him being a good guy or bad guy, the introduction of love between Clark Kent and Lois Lane. It's a good movie to kick off the new universe. However, they did do another one. I don't think it's canon. I think it's one of those one-offs they kind of did. It's called Batman Soul of the Dragon. Unfortunately, it's one of the only ones that I can actually speak negatively about. And I know that it's not connected to the canon. I just... I feel like Batman. It's upsetting to me because it's supposed to be a Batman film. He's a very he plays a very minor role. It also shows Lady Shiva and Bronze Tiger as good guys. So that's kind of weird to me because Bronze Tiger by himself has always been a bad guy. I don't know if his origins is a good guy, so I'm not 100% on that. Uh, Lady Shiva is kind of still like a bad guy in the film, but the she kind of has to like put that aside to help the team. And the team is that, or the storyline is that they were all trained in the same like secret dojo in the mountains. It was uh, Bruce Wayne, Bronze Tiger, Lady Shiva, two of the characters... 
and um, this other character that they call that his name is Rick Dragon, which is basically the animated Bruce Lee. It even starts off with a kind of Enter the Dragon feel, and you kind of get the feeling as you're moving along that yeah, it's basically Bruce Lee, an animated Bruce Lee. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not even saying the film is bad itself. It's actually quite enjoyable. What I am saying is that it's a bad Batman film. So I can't really recommend that one unless you don't necessarily care about following storylines or whether or not the canon makes sense or whether or not the continuity makes sense. Watch it for fun. But again, being a Batman fan and knowing where they've come from, they they did Batman Hush. Oh my goodness. The Hush storyline is one of my favorite storylines. They incorporated it to an extent where it makes sense in the canon they've already built. I hope they do something again that's the actual Hush storyline. For those who are fans, you know what I mean when I mention Hush. For those who aren't, the actual Hush storyline is that uh, Bruce Wayne has a friend growing up who is basically a parallel to Bruce. They're just as smart. They're, They're just as smart. They're trained just as well. They come from very similar family backgrounds. The only difference is that when the two of them lose uh, their parents, because this friend of his, I forget his name now, fuck. When he loses his parents, he kind of, you know, doesn't take it as well as Bruce does. And then eventually, he learns Bruce's secret that Bruce became Batman, and it kind of upsets him. And... He grows up, he becomes a very successful doctor, but he has psychological issues. So he turns into this character, Hush, which is basically a guy who's like a sharpshooter, but also like a like a smart... like it, It's almost a full-on Batman counterpart. And the storyline in the comics is very good. They gave it a couple of times, uh, a couple of storylines that were very minor in the video games. This was an interpretation of that, the Batman Hush animated film, but it isn't the same creation. It's not the Batman's friend who grew up with him. They kind of incorporated somebody else, and it makes sense in this universe, but it still wasn't like what I wanted out of the Hush film, but it's just as good, and it's done just as well. Uh, But yeah, coming from the Batman films like Hush like Bad Blood, like Son of Batman, Batman vs. Robin, all these Batman films that created the canon Batman that we were used to, Soul of the Dragon doesn't really live up to that, but it still could be worth sitting through. And again, I would just suggest sitting through all these films. If you're really interested in getting more DC in your life, especially when the Schneider Cut is coming out soon, and after that comes out, if you just want more, or if you just want to see some other storylines, or if you just want to see... What's done? What happens when it's done right? What's happened when they don't have as many restrictions and they can actually do these storylines where they can make sense? They even have film like Batman Under the Red Hood. It's not part of the canon, but it's a fantastic animated series and it tells one of the most tragic stories in the Batman universe, and that's the death of um, Jason Todd when Jason Todd was Robin and Joker kills him. That's what the Under the Red Hood storyline basically is. And they made that film. And it's such a good film. And I don't know if we're ever going to get a live-action version of it. But we do have an animated version of it. And it's not... Like, 
attached to any of these restrictions that they probably would have put on it if it was going to be made into a live-action film. And one of my even more favorite things is that the actor who voices Jason Todd is Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. It's one of the few things he's done outside of Su- of Supernatural. He just so happened to voice that that character, Jason Todd. I'm telling you, if you haven't watched these, they have a Green Lantern film. They have um, a uh, an origin for Aquaman. Uh, I believe it's called I believe it's called Throne of Atlantis. They have a ton of Superman stories. They have a ton of Justice League stories that are great. Crisis on Two Earths animated, fantastic. Uh, the two, they, they actually have, so the two that were re- released so far this year that are part of the new era that's coming in after Apocalypse War is Man of Tomorrow, Superman Man of Tomorrow, Batman Soul of the Dragon, already out. The next one that they have coming out is Justice Society World War Two. Not sure what that's meant to portray. Um, I haven't really seen too much for it. I believe there's a trailer out for it, but I haven't sat, sat down with it yet. Um, but that's the next one, and after that, they apparently are having a two-part film that's going to be released separately, I think once in the summer and once in the fall, and it's Batman The Long Halloween. And I think that's going to be the first Batman film to kick off his new series, or his new role in the canon. Um, but again, they have things that are canon, and they have things that aren't canon. Like, one of the things that aren't canon is they just released... I want to say maybe two, what is it, 2021, two, three years ago, it was Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was such a random thing. I didn't even know they did that in the comics because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles isn't DC. I'm guessing that's something that DC and Image Comics did together way back in the day because when you watch the film, as it goes into the credits, it shows more than one comic, so they have definitely have done this more than one time. And it's finally been portrayed... In a film, or at least an animated film, which makes sense because I think it was also meant to promote the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that they have on Nickelodeon, or they had on Nickelodeon at the time. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's got a lot of quirky jokes in it that's more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles than Batman. But just for, just for, oh my god, just for a fight scene between Batman and the Shredder, that movie is worth more than anything even just to create that fight scene you know how you watch a film and you get to a point where you're like maybe this movie isn't that good but it was basically created so they can do that like i feel that way about certain films and i don't know if you guys feel the same way but i do sometimes watch a film and a part will come up and once the film finishes i'll just look and i'll go they made that film just so that scene can be done just so they could do Whatever it was, whether it be that ending, whether it be this speech, whether it be this one particular scene, whether or not this film is good or enjoyable, just to see a legitimate fight between Batman and Shredder, I don't care if it's animated, that by itself, it's well drawn, it's, I mean, I can't even say it's well choreographed because it's just, it's drawn choreographed but that's one of the things that they're able to translate into these animated films as well like really unique fighting styles that isn't just punching and kicking and throwing like there's a fight in this film that is between batman and shredder and it shows like the difference between how he was trained but it's still a a very high level martial artist and how batman was trained and who's basically trained to be an assassin and they're like when they go to like blows, it just 
shows how like good they both are and how it almost comes to a stalemate. And you gotta watch it. If you haven't seen that one, at least that one. Go watch that one, because it's fun. It's just really, really fun to watch. Even hearing Batman play Cowabunga, say Cowabunga, is more than enough to get you interested in that film, I would think. But, yeah, so again, if if any of these things that I've mentioned like are interesting to you, if you haven't given any of these films a shot yet, I'm telling you, Take some time if you're interested in something else that kind of builds up this, this this need for more content. Like, we haven't had anything from Marvel for two years except for WandaVision. I can't wait for that season finale tonight, so I'm, I'm going to go watch it in a couple of hours. But we haven't had anything for two years for that. We've had the one Wonder Woman film, which was a hit or miss with a lot of people, and that's it. If you didn't know or care about any of these animated films, go I just gave you 40 films, over 100 hours worth of content to dive into if you wanted to feed that monster, feed the comic book monster, feed feed the need that you need, that, that you have for wanting more content from these universes. And I'm going to tell you right now, Marvel might be able to beat out DC with its ability to keep canon and keep continuity and do all these films and make it make sense, and make all the money and whatnot, they might have it, because Warner Brothers, the producers, just keep getting involved. But I am telling you right now, I don't care if anybody agrees or disagrees with me, that's their opinion, this is my opinion, I'm telling you right now, DC beats out Marvel in the animated universe to the to anything. I don't care what Marvel animated you show me, I will always say what they're doing in the DC animated universe is way better than anything animated that Marvel has. And I will also say that about a lot of their TV shows, but that's another conversation for another time. Maybe I'll do another entry about it right now. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. And again, go watch those films. I'm looking forward to the season finale of WandaVision. Hopefully you are too. Hopefully by now, if you're listening to this, you've seen it already. And if you have, check out the entry that's following right after this, where I'm going to talk about the entire series, which is basically what I've been waiting for, because I want to wait till it's over and then talk about it, so I'm not really spoiling anything for anybody. But thanks again, and go watch these films.